Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. Have HMO projects simply gotten too good? Are the projects and the incredible designs and specs that we're seeing all over social media and in the magazines, have they just gone too far? Or is this actually where the market's going? Is this what we need to be doing to stay competitive and to make sure that our properties let? On today's episode, I want to have a chat about this, and it's not a rant at all. And in fact, I am biggest fan of interior design. And in fact, I'm really proud of the fact that so many people in our community are making these incredible projects for their tenants. And we're an industry still tarnished by this brush of the slum landlord. And I see examples every single day that kind of just stick it to that, really. So I feel a bit of a hypocrite talking about it and criticizing how good some of the stuff is. And actually, I'm not trying to criticize it whatsoever. And in fact, in my own business, my own properties for years and years, I've tried to make our properties as good as I possibly can do. But I'm not going to lie. Some of the stuff I see now is just phenomenal. And I do wonder how people make it so good on a budget and still keep it economically viable. I can't help question sometimes whether there's a bit more to it. Are we seeing the full picture? Well, don't go anywhere because we're going to have a chat about exactly that in today's episode of the HMO podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. So we're going to have a chat about whether or not HMO designs have just gotten too good. Never thought I'd actually say that because I am a huge fan of making our properties look amazing, look and feel amazing, in fact. But can't help think that it is possibly unachievable for a lot of people, both in terms of skill and actually knowing how to create designs like that, but also in terms of budget and pure, basic and very simple economics. Now, first of all, let's think about why design is so important. In fact, just in the roadmap recently, we've added a course with Raquel from Mar Design about interior design and how important that is. And in fact, we've got a special workshop coming up very soon 
that goes through the detail of exactly how to do it, plan mood board, how to create great concepts. And so I do think it's incredibly important. And I think that the general direction of the market at the minute is that if you don't consider design to some extent, you are going to get left behind. I think I've got a pretty good oversight on the HMO market. I invest in a few cities, invested in several more over the years, and I've got a big network. I've got a huge visibility over what's on the market at any one point, particularly in the student market, because we have so many properties that we let ourselves and we can see, obviously, what everybody else is letting. So you get a really good insight as to what everyone's doing and what their properties look like. And I can tell you for sure that these properties that I'm talking about in today's episode, these unbelievably well-designed and high-spec HMOs are pretty much reserved for people who spend time on social media and really active on there and read the property magazines and things like that. It isn't something that I see in the general landlord community. It's just not. And so I guess the first thing to say is that actually the majority of the market by a long, 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 long way still doesn't prioritize design. These are landlords who bought many years ago, still get good results from painting their properties magnolia and going in every year and just giving it another lick of paint and using basic landlord furniture. What we're seeing on social media is a little bit different. And in fact, it's important to remember that social media is a bit of a bubble and actually it's a distorted view of what's really going on in the HMO market. Now, that's not to say you can just assume that you don't need to do that. You've really still got to look at what's happening exactly where you're proposing to invest or where your HMOs are. And remember that a lot of the HMOs that we're seeing on social media are predominantly professional lets and not student lets. And often a lot of those are not in prime central areas because, of course, those properties in those core areas are really expensive. So investors look for good returns outside of the city centre and they compromise a little bit. They move a little bit further away from amenities. They may be invested in peripheral towns and smaller towns as opposed to the large cities. And there aren't as many HMOs or established HMOs in those areas. But still, the majority of the HMOs in the UK are owned by long-standing landlords and most of those are student properties. So most of those guys do not have properties of the sort of spec that we're talking about in today's episode. So I guess the first thing to say is I don't actually think that for the majority of the market that's required, although in some areas, particularly with the professional lets, if you want to remain super competitive and, and, and a first choice, then yes, interior design's got to be an absolute priority. Now, for years, we've really prioritised interior design. I'm not a designer at all. I get my inspiration from you guys. I get my inspiration from all sorts of resources. In fact, I get help with my design. I always have done. I've got a good pal who's amazing at design. I'm really good friends and, and business partners with Jade at B-Space, who's an unbelievable talent when it comes to design and creativity. And that's just not me. But I bring some of that help in. That said... I'm a bit tight when it comes to investing. You know, it's all about the numbers and design can be very, very expensive. Now, I think we do some pretty good stuff on some really good budgets. A lot of our rent-to-rent budgets, for example, are between 10 and 15,000 pounds. I think that we get some really great designs and specs out of that. But some of the stuff that I'm seeing people do has to be a hundred plus thousand pounds. And for me, and the majority of the stuff that I buy and where we invest, that simply just wouldn't work. If we invested that amount of cash into a property to refurb it, we would never get the value out at the back end because the properties we're buying 
are so expensive and the rent is ultimately what the rent is. So it would be uneconomic for us to do that. And I can't question whether everybody doing this is actually doing it because it's economically the most sensible thing to do or, and I think it's probably a fair balance of both, but or is it because actually it looks amazing on social media, it attracts attention, it helps promote brand and bring in potentially new investors, create some profiling and some authority. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. And I'm not saying for one second that there is. We all need to do that. Um, It's something that we do as well. But I think it's important to distinguish between whether or not that design is actually required to make HMOs work or not. And I think the reason is because a lot of people, myself included, see these incredible things and as inspired as we are, and some of them are just awe-inspiring, sometimes it leaves you a little bit deflated. Like, how on earth am I going to be able to create a property of that spec on this budget. How am I going to be able to do that without the knowledge and skill that they obviously have? And I've been doing this 12 years. I've prioritised design. I've used all sorts of materials, panel paints, different materials. And I still look at this stuff now that people are doing. And while my first reaction is, oh my God, that's amazing. And I want to send a message and I share it and get them on the podcast and we'll do a case study. But in the next breath, I think, God, you know, how have they done that? And how are we going to do that? Our designs are not that good. And sometimes it concerns me a little bit. Now, what I always do is look at our results. We get great results with the spec that we've got. And I am okay to admit that our specs are good. And I used to think they were excellent. There are better things out there now that some of you guys listening to the podcast are doing, and that is absolutely amazing. But our stuff still works, and it still works incredibly well, and I think our position in the market is exactly where I want it to be. If I felt that slipping, and I felt like that was in part because our design just wasn't quite on par, then I would reprioritize it, and I would have to find a solution to doing those designs, or I would have to compromise on the economics and accept that we need to invest more in our deals. So the title of today's episode was, have HMO designs gotten too good? Well, I don't think they have. I think it's honestly possible to overinvest in deals. That's always been the case. And I think some people probably are and have done and why they've done that or what greater purpose that serves is totally up to them. And that's absolutely fine. But Don't be disheartened when you see incredible projects if you don't feel like you can achieve that or achieve that on the budget that you have got for a particular project. That is it for today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget that I'm on hand over in the HMO community, our free Facebook group. So if you've got questions and need some guidance and support on anything to do with building your HMO property business, then that is the place to start. Bring your questions, bring your experience. We want that as well. And come and get involved in the amazing conversations that we're having every single day. Now, before you dash off, if you could spare just 30 seconds to leave a nice, shiny review of the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any of the new episodes that I drop. Join me right back here next time for another installment of the HMO Podcast. (laughs) 